You are listening to Between Two Consultants, Logic 2020's original business and technology podcast. I'm Nick Kelly. And I'm Ethan Silvers. We're two consultants who talk to super smart people about the latest trends in technology and business. And today we're going to be talking about accessibility. We're very fortunate to have Kevin Moss with us. Kevin, if I could uh, quickly ask you to introduce yourself and then tell us what is accessibility? Sure, thanks for having me. Um, Kevin Moss, Managing Director at Logic 2020. And I guess I've been with the combined Primitive Logic and Logic 2020 for 21 years, um, if that dates me a little bit. Um, I think accessibility is part of a wider trend when you hear about organizations making things more diversive and inclusive. Um, It's really part of that. And it's really about removing barriers for people to access information. So trying to level the playing field, provide some equality. Uh, I mean, there are regulations around it. You know, WCAG is is the key regulation around it, Um, but really trying to get, you know, the digital landscape of accessibility just to remove the barriers and let everyone have access the same access. Thank you, uh, Kevin, for that response. Um, We're going to now move on to another question about why it's important. But before you respond, we do actually have a milestone that we didn't bring up. Kevin, you are guest number 100. Um, We've had luminaries on this, such as Elon Musk, Walt Disney, and Copernicus. So you're following in a long line of sort of distinguished influencers and tastemakers. So thank you for joining. Uh, that that chorus of people. So Kevin, going back real quickly to uh, digital accessibility, from your perspective, why is it important? Also, sorry to hear that you ran out of anybody good to talk to, and then we're stuck with me on this, but (laughs) I'll do my best on that. Uh, I mean, there's a number of ways to look at why it's important. Um, Overall, if diversity and inclusion is important, which hopefully it is important to most people and most companies, I mean, that's the number number one reason. It is the right thing to do. Uh, now, take that aside as well and look at how many different people have various disabilities um, that need digital accessibility to work for them. Um, I think the number was you know over over 50 million. I think when you look at in adults in the U.S., you know, one out of five have some sort of disability that's going to impact their ability to get on the internet or do something on the internet. So it affects a huge portion of the population. And it doesn't just affect those who have some sort of disability um, requiring this. It affects all of their friends and affects their family. Um, If you think about it, if you are blind, as an example, and you're going onto sites and trying to shop for something and the site's not accessible and you can't do it, and you need to call on someone else, your frustration is going to get out there. And then your family, your friends, they're not going to be happy with that site. And they're probably not going to shop there either. So it's just a huge proportion of the people that you can't ignore. So if doing the right thing isn't enough, um, you can certainly look at it from a financial point of view and just from a you know target market point of view. There, there's a huge number of people um, that you're leaving out by not addressing it. And so... Let's talk about misconceptions or challenges. It's a it's a section of this where uh, we we call it the hogwash poppycock section. Um, so what what are things like what are things that are being thought of right now about hey this is uh, people think this about doing digital accessibility and that you would say oh, that's hogwash. 
one of the misconceptions is in order to have a website, for example, accessible, you lose out on usability. Um, it's going to be an ugly website. You can't do the things you want to do. And I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions and comes from just a lack of understanding of what accessibility really is and just a lack of knowledge on how to make a site accessible. And it just ties into that you know, usability and accessibility really go hand in hand. So would you say that misconception is more hogwash or more poppycock? It's probably right there in the middle, a little bit of both. And what I was trying to do is get Kevin, who's my boss, to uh, say the words hogwash or poppycock, and I failed on that endeavor. Um, I, we got a couple more things, Nick, uh, uh, but I, I want to send it over to you, um, Nick, for any thoughts or questions you have for Kevin. Yeah, and thanks, Ethan. Also, just you know, congratulations as well on the 100th um, interview we're having. And so, Kevin, don't feel like you're you're beneath any of those people like Copernicus. Um, obviously, um, we're, we stand on the shoulders of these people. That's right. It's all like, you know, Vasco da Gama, like it all builds on top of each other. It's a great point, Nick. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, um, you know, some, sometimes, Kevin, I, you know, it's going to be good to ground in real world experience, and you've got a ton of that. Are there any stories or like tales of woe you could you could share with the audience on accessibility? Yeah, I mean, there's two different things that come to mind. I mean, one for accessibility, as much as we say everybody should be doing this, most companies only do it when they get a demand letter or a lawsuit. And I think if you look at the number of lawsuits around accessibility, which has hugely increased over the last few years after you know a case with Domino's. There's a handful of lawyers that are doing it across the board. So I think it's just interesting. There's a handful of lawyers filing all the lawsuits that most companies don't do anything unless they're forced to. Um, but going back to kind of that misconception around accessibility and usability, um, we did work for a utility company that was trying to push people to do more online. Um, and you look at a utility company, what do most people do? They pay their bill. And when they look at it, their site was not accessible. It was also not very usable. Um, if they had just made the site accessible, it took five or six clicks in order to get to the part where you could actually pay your bill. Uh, most people are going to give up by that point. Um, so the goal of pushing more people to it was really focused on both. Well, let's make it accessible so anybody can access it, but let's also make it usable. And let's think through that if the majority of people are going to pay their bills, that's the only reason they come online, maybe we put that front and center and make it easy for them to do that. So it was just the combination of that that really makes the impact. And Kevin, on, on that, you, you, you talked about user experience and uh, so, someone who had a, has a background in user experience. Uh, you made this point earlier, like it's not necessarily a mutually exclusive uh, exercise here that if you have a good user experience, you can also have a good accessibility user experience and they, they go hand in hand. Could, uh, could you talk a little bit about that? I mean, part, part of having a good user experience is it should be clean, it should be simple, it should be easy to navigate. No one should ever have to wonder, you know, I want to do this, you know, I want to pay my bill, I want to do this, and can't figure out how to do it. And I think we've all been on websites where you're going, you're looking for something, and it's just frustrating, and you give up, right? And so, you know, part of it, right, from an accessibility point of view, using a screen reader is not the easiest thing to do. And so, making it very simple, making the things that most people want to do when you look at different personas out there and putting those front and center and making that obvious um, is something you should be doing from a user, usability point of view anyway. 
So I think it's just combining that aspect with accessibility because if the site is difficult to use, making it quote unquote accessible to the standards isn't going to make it easy for anyone. Right. Sorry, and you, and you, you'd mentioned the, the phrase there, giving up. And I'd like to pass it back to someone who's given up on life, um, Ethan. Thank you for that. You know, it's it's amazing how having young kids will lead you down that road, Nick. Um, but I'm certain that your kids are much less feral than mine, so you don't have to deal with that. Um, you know, Kevin, like the, the example that I use more from the real world rather than digital, I mean, it's it's a well-known. Kevin might be the first time you, you've heard of it. Um, but it is uh, on the sidewalks and um, on the curbside when there are the ramps. And, you know, that was done for wheelchairs. But, hey, you know what? When I was using uh, uh, strollers, boy, was it great. When my when my nine-year-old is taking, you know, on a skateboard, like, it's fantastic, right? So, like, the usability and accessibility where it meet, I, I just think it's, like, it's your point about that there's a good intersection there that works for everybody is really well taken. And obviously, digital accessibility is only one piece of accessibility. So yeah, go, goes a lot beyond that. Um, Kevin, what trends are you seeing? Things that you're seeing uh, trends now, or what? Anything you're expecting in the future? I'm hoping to see more companies take it more seriously. Um, you know, the trends obviously with the pandemic, you've got everyone for the most part, or a lot of people working from home, shopping from home, doing everything from home. So. You know, the internet being able to do things online is just that much more critical and a necessity. And so being more inclusive and enabling your sites for those who are who need the accessibility components is just more and more critical. So I'm hoping to see more companies take that seriously and do more with that. Uh, we've seen a lot of companies focus, claim to focus or focus on you know, overall diversity and inclusion but still haven't seen many of them include accessibility as part of that. Uh, so I'm hoping that that trend will start changing. Um, you know, there are tools out there that can do aspects of it and kind of tell you different aspects of whether your website is accessible or not. Um, they're not perfect and a tool alone is not the answer. It really is around the process. It's around education. It's like anything, you start at the beginning, right? When you're designing something in the first place, that has to be one of your goals. You have to embed that really into your culture that this is important to do. And so I'm hoping that you know more and more companies will start realizing that it's not an afterthought. If you embed it into your culture, this is just natural. This is what we do. This is part of it. That it'll be embedded through the process, and we'll start seeing a lot more focus on accessibility. There, there's two other things that I'd like to bring up. Um, one is just real quick about it, uh, good tools that you're seeing out there, but um, also like wrapping it up, uh, sending over to Nick. Um, uh, after you answer that, just uh, in, to to give Kevin a rating on how he did today compared to the 99 other guests that we've had. And if our producer, Courtney, wanted to chime in also, Kevin, if I was you, I'd be a little bit concerned uh, uh, because Nick is a hard grader. So Kevin, before we get to that, um, tools, uh, what are you seeing in the market that has that has sort of uh, piqued your interest? Yeah, I mean, one of the tools we're working with or partnering with is, is Crown Peak. Um, and there's a lot of tools out there that do a good job of scanning websites to get a sense of are they accessible or not based on some simple things? You know, there's an image. Does the image have the text behind that? Or there's a video, right? Is there a translation there? Um, so it can do, like most of them, they can do some of the basics there um, and kind of keep track of where you are. And again, that's part of it. But anyone that's looking just for a tool alone to do that, one, you're going to get some either false negatives or false, false positives. That also doesn't help you embed it in the process. 
So I think it's really looking at the overall solution where you can embed the tools and the process together. And again, a tool is not going to make it part of your culture, part of what you do throughout. Uh, but it can definitely be helpful to understand where you are as a starting point. Accessibility for a lot of companies that have a huge number of digital properties is not simple. So you do need to know where to start. And you're typically going to start with either the sites that may be the worst or the pages that may be the worst or the ones that have the biggest impact and that are used the most. Um, so just trying to put that all together. Um, and I'll just add that, you know, I came into this hoping to be in the top 100. So, Nick, I don't know where I fell, but I'm hoping that I'm still in the top 100. Yeah, we are, uh, producer Courtney, uh, we were talking about the Britney Spears experience, and that's probably something that you're going to start experiencing yourself, Kevin. So it's. Um, yeah. I, I, I kind of go with the Dennis Rodman view of publicity, right? Any publicity is good publicity. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, and I, you're, the similarity between you and Dennis Rodman are endless. Kevin, thank you so much for joining. Uh, and on behalf of Nick, Kevin, and Courtney, I'm Ethan Silvers. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining Between Two Consultants. You've been listening to Logic 2020's Between Two Consultants. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe so you can get each episode delivered directly to your favorite podcast app. To learn more, visit our website at logic2020.com. You can also find us, Nicholas Kelly and Ethan Silvers, on LinkedIn. So give us a follow. See you next time.